I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. Hello, sir. What a day is bright. My God. What? What a day it's been. What a week. I mean, we, we, we came out with our episode Wednesday morning, and since then, PWCC and eBay broke up, and Panini and Tops could be gone, and Fanatics is in the game. So things happen quick around these parts. It's it's a very, very big day. Um, we are waiting for uh, Tyler and Ryan to join. 161 people. Something happened today. Where do I get that sweatshirt, Lou? That hoodie is fire. Oh, yeah, this hoodie oh, is Lou, Lou look, I'm still representing. <laughs> Here, let me let me put let me let me show this off for the people real quick. Just a bunch of different cards. Why? It's a super good hoodie. It's a uh, sports card. You get, that? you get that national? No, sports card apparel sent it to me. I got a, a nice like Ken Griffey Jr. cartoony upper deck shirt. It was the thing is fire at uh at the national. Actually, Alex got it for me. Alex Charming. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Uh, Gilly said Tyler's eating pizza. All right, well, someone text Tyler and tell him to get in here. He knows. We texted him already. You want me to shoot him a name? No, I'm joking. Um, waiting for Ryan as well. Um, once they get here, we will dive right in. In the meantime, we could talk. What's the hat? It's always the Hunter T hat. It's my favorite hat. Um, what's good, SBG? So we got a lot of people here right now. Tyler's, Tyler's here. here. Okay. Tyler is here. How do I invite people in? Here we go. Tyler. Oh, the Jets did have a rough day, Shane. You're right. It's tough being a Jets fan in these streets, man. Like, I didn't get to the pizza yet. I'm going to the pizza. You're going to the I'm pizza. Going ah. to the pizza. I didn't get to the pizza just yet. It's a little but, late for some Zaha, no? Well, yeah, I, I actually caught, like, a 6 o'clock nap. It was pretty enjoyable. Wow. Yeah, I haven't done it in years, but I've set the really TV up. That. All of a sudden, Ooh. TV was on. I was on the couch, and all of a sudden, I was napping. It was pretty cool. Bro, Yo, are I'm you getting – I'm in the fight of my life with Verizon Files right now. Oh, my God. Ryan's here. Ryan. There right. he is. Are you guys going to Hofstra, by the way, before we talk, before we talk about this? I will be at Hofstra. I will not be at Hofstra. No. East Coast not. National, boys? Like, what's going on? I didn't realize it was the East Coast National. Like, he made a mistake. Slow day in the hobby. You know, not much going on. What a day. 3.77 in all Let's go. All right. So this is what I think we should do. I think since Jason wrote the article for 1.37 p.m., I think he's going to have the most factual information. And then we will go from there. We'll talk through everything. We'll do some questions. 20 minutes and we're out. Cool. Yeah, you yeah. You did talk to Eisen, right? You did talk to Eisen. I saw that. <laughs> Under the Jordan T. Yep. Give it a go, Jay. Cool. All right. So basically this day kicked off with the news that Fanatics was taking over the MLBPA license in 2023 and the MLB license at the start of 2026, which means obviously that the MLBPA license will give them the ability to do kind of what Panini's doing right now, which is airbrushed out logos with just player pictures and that kind of stuff. So they'll be able to jump in at that point. Um, and 20, the start of 2026, they will have the full license to do what Thompson Bowman is doing right now with, uh, you know, including the logos and all that stuff. But then the news came out that they also 
have secured the agreements with the NBA, the NBA PA, and the NFL PA, which means now they will be able to produce exactly what Panini's doing with that with the NBA, with the jerseys and logos and players and everything. And for the NFL, again, just the right now, just the NFL PA. Um, so you know, airbrushed out logos. Now, on top of that. Um, you know, there's more questions than answers at this point. I mean, all right, so, all right, so, all right, so, first things first, when these deals happen uh, and, like, the years are put in place, 2024, 2026, well, immediately, if the deals are ending then, Tops and Panini have the ability to pretty much sell the existing by getting out of it early. Just happened, right. I think, with the, uh, with the rights on Champions League and CBS – Ruby, I appreciate that. Uh, I, so it could happen like another, you know, shoe could drop in the next six months where it's just like happening ASAP. It's a big right, where they, they could decide to just punt the whole thing and just let Exactly, because it's going to end anyway. So, you know, they're not like building anything for the long term or any, you know, operational costs that they're carrying. Maybe, you know, now that they know the deal is ending, doesn't make sense as a business. They also have that big vote coming up that they were going to have for the SPAC. So it could all get even continuously more crazy. For sure. Yeah, I, I think the question becomes like, there, there's a lot of different pieces to go over, but from like a super macro level, the ultimate question becomes, does Fanatics just buy out Tops, And do they buy out Panini? And do they just fully take over the supply chain like they have in merchandise, right, where they pretty much own all the merchandising for all the major sports and they have all the infrastructure of their warehouses and all that other stuff to f- fulfill orders. So will Tops and Panini end up just selling to Fanatics or will they Fanatics be starting completely fresh and building out their own supply chain and all of that? And that's also why I think having the longer lead time is good because they have these three years or whatever it is to build out all of that. Well, I think it's also important to note and and, you know, not sure that everybody knows this, but this started to leak out later on, um, and this is confirmed. I don't, I, I don't have too much confirmed information, but this is much I know is confirmed. Um, the leagues have a partnership with Fanatics in the newly formed corporation, the sports card company, that they are going to have a piece of the action. So, what that means, I'm not sure, right? Like, it, like as far as, but I, but I can say this, speculating. Um, it would, it wouldn't make sense for them to, for the ML, MLBPA or NBAPA or NFLPA, I don't think, to allow, you know, if they're partnered with them to allow another brand like Tops to produce unlicensed. I saw a couple of questions. Maybe Tops will produce unlicensed cards like what Panini is doing now. I can't imagine that they would give, you know, a, a license out to them. And that, that's speculation, but um, I think that's important to note because, you know, as far as like you know, I agree with you, Lou and, and Tyler. I think that like there, there's probably, in my opinion, going to be more news that's dropping in the next in the coming months and weeks and, and years um, that will make it so that they can speed this process up. Because what exactly, like Tyler said, what is there to be gained by just riding out the rest of these couple of years? Um, it's not going to be so, healthy, I don't think, personally, because Ryan, I think a big thing to, that is like. Okay, what's going to happen? Are Tops and Panini dead? Does the brands of Tops and Panini survive through this? Quick roundtable thoughts. What 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 does everyone believe that to be? 
the case. The rights yeah. are one thing, but the brands of Top and Panini, you know, are still tangible high-point assets. Big thing here is right, like again, how you know, what what does Panini do if if Panini can't make NBA and basketball? Sure, right? They can still make soccer. They can still make UFC. They can still make collegiate. Can you get into others? You know, they still do NASCAR, right? So is that still a sustainable business? I'm not sure, but like when you say will they last, like do you mean like is Panini going to be able to survive with no NBA logos and no NFL logos? Do, or do they sell the actual brand of Panini? Because there's the, the operations, but then there's what does Panini mean, the logo in and of itself? Do they try and be their own, or do they try and sell to the bigger company? I mean, weren't they trying to sell to begin with? They're, they have this fact that they're trying to, you know, pretty much put together with Eisner, the Disney dude. Uh, but without those major rights... That's a big hit. And so the business might actually make more sense to just sell I mean, off those units. I mean, it definitely seems like some of these recent deals, like the top deal and the community deal, those are definitely going to be very interesting and to see how those, if they play out now that this news hit, it just seems like that could be a tough conversation. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's weird because the news of the day is right. Like tops and Panini are in trouble because Fanatics is stepping up, right? It's the three major sports in the U.S. There's still all the soccer deals with the different leagues. There's F1. There's UFC. There's tops has Star Wars and GPK. There's all the stuff that we like. Yeah. Like the dopey stuff. That's the more fun stuff anyway, but there's no way those like their businesses can sustain at the current levels without those three big sports. So I think ultimately, it's very early days, right? It's literally just, I don't think this was supposed to come out today. So like this, inf- like this is all going to change. This is all speculation. But uh, to me, it feels it's just a matter of time before they just sell their business. Agreed. Fanatic is such 100%. a cheap brand though. Can't be good for the hobby. And so I've, I've heard that from a couple people, right? I don't, I don't buy like stuff from fanatics. I'm not like a going out and buying like a Bucks won the championship shirt from fanatics. But I have kind of heard that Fanatics produces the, the quality. Like, if you want a jersey, you'd rather have a Nike jersey than, like, a Fanatics jersey. So it'll be interesting to see if that plays out in sports cards the same way, right? Because this, you know, the million-dollar question is, is if, you know, four years from now, are people going to want the new the Panini stuff that's coming out now, the top stuff that's coming out now, right? Because the products that Fanatics makes aren't as big, aren't as good, or just – produce a far superior product and then anything we're sitting on now that's just you know doesn't have some of the if they produce something with no quality control issues do people want the fanatic stuff and the stuff we have now becomes worth you know less right well right i don't think so though right because fanatics has the memorabilia and the autograph stuff already in place right so like one of the biggest complaints in the hobby over the past year with panini is player worn jerseys instead of game worn and Miles Bridges potentially signing, you know, uh, you know, autographs or Luka Doncic's autographs potentially not being his, his autographs as mommy. And I think that you eliminate those kind of issues when now the fanatics is involved because they that's their business, right? And redemptions. I mean, like, what like what does that do for redemptions? Is it like Panini's redemptions time? You know, some people, as you saw, you know, you got a guy standing outside that has five years, six years, ten years on a redemption. Um, I think that like those types of issues will probably be 
taken care of with fanatics on board now. And, and I think that that's going to be a big thing. Like I, I would imagine that every jersey that goes into a, a card will now be a game worn, you know, or, or most of them will be game worn, especially in the higher end product. There, no way. That, that's, a, that's a numbers game, right? Yeah. No way. Every jersey. In NT? In NT, though? In the higher end products? Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing that, Jay, you mentioned earlier that is an interesting situation is the NBA Players Association and the NFLPA, those guys getting deals, like a stake in Fanatics in this, mm-hmm. right? So now when a player signs something and Fanatics does really well on this product they release, those players are doing well because if Fanatics does well, they do well, right? So they almost have an to be involved in this. I think there's something important to note of like, like it's not going to be like fanatics prism like people are coming at the, the logo of fanatics or brand it's going to be its own company just like they the candy thing is its own company which is the nft side and panini people are talking about like quality every other day you got card porn in these accounts talking about how trash this product is or what have you it's the same company that makes lower end mass panini and tops both make high-end great quality cards and low-end cheap cards i think from a branding perspective uh fanatics is going to roll something out you're not even going to know the average consumer won't even know but similar to amazon like you can go on there and get many inexpensive things i just bought a set of silverware the other day and it's like they own 40 different brands high end low end all across the board but the, the 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 leagues want to get the best bang for their buck and the larger companies know how to monetize um, you know, these assets, and that's what's happening here. We're going to see a lot of different distribution chains. They're going to be way more adept at going direct to consumer and creating, you know, one-off direct consumer products. They're going to be way more adept at working with influencers and different content creators around breaks and direct consumer in that regard. I just think innovation-wise, it's going to be really cool. And I do think you're going to see you know, Josh Louver, who's going to take over, has been like in this game now for quite some time and loves it and, you know, comes from StockX and that world and the innovation I have in sneakers. I don't think I think you're going to, there's going to be benefit and healthy for hobby shops and overall participants because they understand community is going to drop growth for them and, and they have the resources to double down on it. That's my take on the whole thing. Right, I'm. I'm curious on from a shop owner's perspective. Are you at all concerned about what this will do for your allocations and stuff like that? Oh, sure. Right. I mean, like you know, I would be sitting here lying if any any card shop across America isn't concerned. Any breaker is not concerned. Anybody that has a direct way to get product from Panini or Tops at this point should have some sort of concern in their body at the moment, right? Like you've spent years to build something, and like Tyler said and Lou said earlier, right? You don't know what uh what fanatics is going to do with distribution so if fanatics come in and is not direct to consumer right and they come in and they sell cards and they set up a distribution just like panini did or tops did with like selling to gts or southern or some of these these distribution companies do they take that over and work with those companies that have accounts in place do they go direct to consumer do they you know do they start their own distribution where it's just you know you sign up and it's a lottery or it's who you know right i mean some of these breakers have spent a long time building these massive accounts. And then if, you know, 
if Fanatics comes in and it's like, yeah, we're going to start our own distribution, everybody starts, it's a level playing field. The guys that have been in it the longest and have built the most. I think that they're going to go right to the biggest people and pay them to distribute their brands and cards. Yeah, real, on that exact point right there, I want to say something. Jay said, like, what about National Treasures and all that stuff? There's a fairly decent possibility the National Treasures brand doesn't exist in 2026. Like, it's a very good, very good possibility that if, because, right, if they don't buy Panini, right, mm-hmm. they're not going to come out with Prism. They're not going to come out with National Treasures. They're going to come out with their own thing. Right. It's going to be a completely reimagined thing. And when I, I was listening to Chris and Josh talk before, and Chris said something like a one line that like made me it snapped in my head and it was like, throw out everything you know about about cards, every single thing you know, throw it right out. They could change start, the whole thing. Starting from scratch, from scratch, cards, releases, distribution, how you get your cards, do you still go into Target? All of that stuff. A company like Fanatics is a massive company. They bigger, know how- bigger than the companies they're buying. It's not even close. Yeah. They're a huge branching. business. Yeah, they know how to dis- they know how to do distribution. They know how to get these things into the right hands. Is it is it a little different, right? Because before they're doing like models or sports authority it doesn't even exist anymore, and now it's like hobby shops, right? So it's a little different, but they have all of that stuff in place, and they have three years to figure out the exact right way to do it. So like, just because you you got a shirt from fanatics and you didn't like it doesn't mean it's going to be the exact same way i think there's a like the comments right now are very like hey what about fanatics and their and their redemption stuff and it's like there's so many things to figure out between now and then getting caught up in these little things is a little too soon for me fanatics valuation was 20 billion dollars yeah yeah so 18 close like It's a a good, it's a net good thing, I think, for folks. I mean, hasn't this all this change already been happening? How many different brands have popped up? How long have people been collecting mosaic basketball for? Like, select in the in the general like timeline of the hobby, like brands have been popping up nonstop. Like Sapphire. I'm new to this whole game, and Sapphire has been is newer than me. So, like, it's happened. Everyone doesn't realize the amount breaking the phenomenon of breaking going on Instagram and live casino ripping cards at like 11 p.m. after a couple beers and just firing your PayPal. That's not a new innovation in this hobby. That's been around for a long time. Uh, Don't think so. Ten years. At the scale that it's been at? Yeah, sure. But, I mean, that a lot of that happened when the hobby blew up. Correct. So, I just think the whole thing's ripe, and it's been a little bit this way. And I mean, net, people are net pro. Where did net pro come from? Tyler. Yeah, like, is it a concern, Tyler, is it a concern, though, that the only company that can produce the trading cards with a license of the three major sports in the United States is owned by the same company? This is the most fair, I think, initial uh, skepticism. That's a monopoly. There's no competition. Fanatics could produce whatever they wanted. So you're worried about Panini and Tops now. There's not going to be another choice. They have mm-hmm. all of it. It's 100% fair. 
for sure. That's the one side, right? Is it's, it's mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, I think it's in their interest to make a good product because they want to make more money. But like, I, I get it that someone said it's like early Amazon. A lot of people have negative feelings about Amazon as well. So if it's like that, it's something to think about for sure. And again, I just think it's so early. Like literally this news came out today. It leaked out today by accident. You said right, it Wait, no way. You're muted. I was just walking by. I'm in front of the StockX store and Rally's right there, I think. That's hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Hobby block. So yeah, Good I think game, I think ultimately it feels like everything is very speculation. Everyone's freaking out about everything. So I think I thought it would be good. I am interested, Ty, uh, Ryan. I think it's it's obviously it just happened, right? So I think it'll be interesting to hear your perspective as time goes on, as you start thinking about this a little bit more, because I think it affects someone like you more than anyone, because you're the one who is in the store every single day, selling wax, selling singles, all that stuff. So I think your perspective as more news comes out here and as they make official hires and they announce what they're planning to do and et cetera, it'll be very, very interesting to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. There's a, I mean, good news is, is it's not tomorrow, right? So three, four, six years, like there's a lot of time in a lot of this. And like you said, like a lot's going to play out. This has been the craziest year for sports cards of all time. Right. I mean, like six months ago, we were having a conversation that PSA shut down. And, like, you would have thought sports cards no longer exist, right? So, there's like, there's been a lot of crazy stuff this year. This is by far the craziest thing I've seen in cards. Like, this is a whole different level, but a lot of time for this to play out and a lot of, uh, there's just, like you said, there's going to be a lot more that comes um, yeah, I mean, at a bare minimum, it's the biggest news. It's the single biggest news in the history of cards. 100%. Can't get bigger. Cannot get wow. It is a historic day. I'm generally excited about it because I do believe that they have the resources and ability to both create a ton of new revenue streams and product and match the ongoing demand, hopefully in a way that doesn't just gobble its whole self up. But we'll see. I'm excited. I- I'm always for innovating in terms of distribution channels and product and I think people are consuming way different nowadays. I think that there's a lot of content creators like us who uh, are able to impact the hobby and I think that there's going to be more work between the companies and the hobby and I think that there's going to be a lot of old historical baggage because it's always been done that way and they're scared to innovate against it because it'll impact their business and they don't want to mess up their old consumers that a lot of the new demand has been clamoring to be dropped. And I think those conversations will be fun to see play out. Hey, Ryan, just one last thought I'm, I'm, I'm curious about. So obviously you went through this with, uh, in like 2012 with the uh, tops, you know, when Panini took over the exclusivity on the basketball and the football. So like, where do you compare the two? Like, was there similar concerns back then when, when, you know, when tops was getting out of the football and the basketball and everything and, because I know a lot of people still love the the tops, you know, tops chrome. You know, you try to get a Matthew Stafford rookie stuff like that. I mean, that's a tops chrome product, and and uh, you know, there's a lot of love for tops still. Um, but where do you compare the two days when you found out that was going to happen compared to this? Yeah, so I think the big thing is is back then it was all um, you know, inve- uh, 
like online uh, like chat chat rooms. Like it was like blowout forums and sports card forum. Like social media didn't exist, so I was big on those. But I don't remember like it just like this is different because social media blows it up and like makes it the biggest thing in cards. So the social media aspect of this makes us a whole different day. Um, you know, I remember ripping the last year of Topps Chrome. Like I remember that, but this is uh, this this is very very different because I think like Lou said earlier about Chris's point about like this it like this will this could reinvent sports cards as we know right like Lou said like exquisite hockey or obsidian soccer or you know a lot of these things may not national treasures right like these things may not exist 10 years from now does that you know this fanatics going to produce a far superior product where this one is not as desired because it's not as it's the fanatic brand is so amazing or are people really wanting to rip old school product and like it just drives it up? It's going to be very interesting to see long term about because. So there was a, there was a couple of comments. Uh, what's he have to lose here? Oh well, uh, they should all just merge. So there's some potential biases here. So I would say there is some potential biases here. One, uh, I know Josh very well. I've worked closely with Ruben and their team. Uh, and yes, Gary is affiliated with Candy Digital and close with that whole crew. Um, I do have general excitement. I think that when StockX wasn't in the game, when Gary wasn't involved as much in cards six years ago, I think that since then, there's been an immense amount of new demand. I think that everyone in the hobby Maybe not every single person, but I would say the general consensus of if you were a part of the hobby over the last three years, you're happy about the things that have occurred. I think a large part of what has happened today is further fuel to that growth engine of the hobby, not the other way. And so, yes, I'm generally very excited. Do I have potential bias based on relationships? Sure. But I think that everyone is going to have the ability to benefit from this, including hobby shops, including breakers. And if you don't, then you're anti-innovation in business and all that. And something else would have came by and squashed you at some point anyway. That's my take on it. Yeah, I would also say, like, me and Tyler maybe may, might have bias. Ryan has no bias. Jason has no bias. And also, I have no interest in <laughs> – me and Tyler have no interest in, like, it's, talking up fanatics. They're They're doing all right. <laughs> No, it's definitely easier for me, I think, to the guy's point, for me to be excited just blindly yeah. than maybe Ryan because it's Ryan's operating a real business around it and there's a lot of unanswered questions for him. But what I know confidently is that Ryan's going to be the first person that's ready to rock and roll and attack whatever changes that come because I do know that at, per bias, Michael Rubin, Josh Luber, Gary, all these people are going to want a healthy version of Ryan's business impacting what they're doing. I know that to be true. Correct. Ken is here. What did Ken say? Ken said Vegas Dave was wrong. Sports cards are not dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So well, how do we feel? We feel good? Oh, yeah. I feel good. I'm about to go eat pizza. Getting, I feel like we should get card. I feel like we should get card talk chains now that I know Ryan's just staying iced out. Ryan's iced out, yeah, on the low. Yeah. He like tucked it. When you tuck it, that's he how did. you know it's you like, came in. You're like, all right, 
I did not mean to have it out. I never ever have it out ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, well, this has been fun. Rye, are you doing any breaks tonight? What do you got going on? We broke earlier. Nice. How'd it go? It was good. Hit a, a nice little Justin Fields and a Kyle. It was cool. First time I'm we broke. So like, Ryan's unfiltered thoughts were on his Instagram live. This was his later thoughts that he thought there were a little more. <laughs> I didn't post anything on my live. <laughs> well, I didn't see it. What was the takes? What were the takes? Were they not, I, I saved all my thoughts to Car Talk Live. Beautiful. All right, all right everybody. I'm sure we'll pleasure. Talk about this on Have a great evening. What was that, Ryan? I said, I'm sure we'll talk more about this on Tuesday and for next week's episode. 100%. Sure. Yeah, next week's episode, I mean, it'll probably I mean, be like five minutes, right? Not much to talk about. We got this. We got yeah. Man, we'll PWCC, we got, yeah. yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah. Nothing going on. A couple small sales in the hobby. Cards are dead. Next week's episode might be the longest one we've ever done. Especially yeah, I mean, if you don't battle on for 25 minutes, then what's on your mind? <laughs> wow. Blue. Man- Man had to talk a lot about a lot of quarterbacks. There's a lot of there was I have it. Or he mentioned the card change. Do you think you and I will get one soon? No, 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 no. So I mean, let's be real. Jay's gonna have it on before anyone. That's, by the way, here comes here comes the part. I knew I wasn't getting out of here without getting crushed by you guys. By the way, right here's how it's gonna work. Kyler's gonna get a gold one. Jason will get a rose gold one, and we'll get nothing. There will be other podcasts that happen before we do. A hundred percent. All right, we're leaving. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.